Mike Dell's World number 202 for July 5th, 2013. And uh, today I'm going to play a recording I did a couple of days ago uh, from the road, uh, at least to start out, and uh, probably a little bit more uh, from the studio after this recording. Hey, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. From beautiful Northwest Lower Michigan, this is Mike Dell's World. Number 201, it's July 3rd, 2013, and I'm coming to you live, as it can be, from the uh, minivan studios. I don't know what they call it. I'm driving down the road, uh, heading up to uh, St. Ignace, Michigan, which is just on the north side of the Mackinac Bridge, uh, the, the gateway to the Upper Peninsula. Delivering a uh, a package up there, so they just left Traverse City actually, in between uh, Williamsburg and Kalkaska. In case anybody's keeping track, I don't remember when the last time I did an audio podcast. <laughs> it's been a while. Number two hundred one, when I announced that Mike Dell's World is back, and uh, I switched my uh, audio blog feed to uh, to this one and. And those of you who have been following along probably did not notice the change in your iTunes and or podcatcher of choice. Although I don't know if I'm on Stitcher yet. i got to check on that. I should be on Stitcher. I, I was before. But uh, who knows? Anyway, it's a, a beautiful uh, day, sort of. Kind of high clouds. Kind of sunny and times and uh, not so sunny at other times. We're not supposed to have any rain until uh, maybe later this afternoon. But uh, temperatures in the 80s. You know, kind of a Chamber of Commerce day. It's pretty good because the uh, Cherry Festival is ongoing. It's the first uh, time in what 85 years or whatever that the Cherry Festival actually started in June. Started last Saturday. And goes through this upcoming Saturday. So uh, it'll be interesting. I've avoided most of it. Uh, the only thing I'm going to be participating in uh, that's not even directly uh, Cherry Festival related is the uh, Beach Bums game on the 4th of July. That's our uh, little local uh, minor league baseball. But they always have a, a Veterans Appreciation Night and... And we always go to that every year, and it's it's pretty cool. And they always have a good fireworks display afterwards, and and uh, it's just a good night uh, at the ballpark. And I think they're going to have some uh, airplanes flying over this time. Uh, they had the festival air show last Saturday, but I think uh, some of the uh, teams stuck around. I don't know. I don't know the whole uh, the whole thing. Hopefully the uh, audio quality is okay. I'm using a, uh, oh, geez, now without looking at it, I can't tell you what it is. Auto-Technica, I think, ATR something or another microphone. (laughs) I don't know. I got it uh, sent to me for evaluation, so I'm evaluating. Uh, It's one of those uh, USB and or XLR. I've got it plugged in via XLR into my... Roland recorder, as I normally do while I'm on the road when I want to record. 
Shouldn't sound too bad. I think I've used it a couple other times on the road and in the, uh, the six or seven episodes of this that were my audio blog. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but uh, I haven't had much luck with it in USB mode, ironically. Or I don't know if that's ironic or not, but uh, I tried plugging it into my Macintosh and using it. And the audio just seemed really low. Uh, I don't know if that's just the way I have things set up on the Mac or or what. Uh, I'm going to test it on the uh, PC laptop that I have uh, before I uh, give it a a final evaluation. But it seems like a nice mic. and I think they're fairly cheap, like $25, $30, maybe $35, I don't know, on Amazon.com. If you want, I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check that out at Amazon. But uh, then you can get them elsewhere. Uh, B&H has them and Guitar Center. I think most of the places you get audio equipment and video equipment would have them. I don't know how much road noise you're getting here. I'm, I'm monitoring on my headphones, and I do hear a little bit in the background, but uh, hopefully it's not objectionable. Let's see what's been going on. Uh, it's been doing doing some driving. Uh, got to uh, go down last week to Ford to their test track and drive a bunch of 2014 Fords along with a, uh, a couple of Toyotas, a Nissan. I forget what else they had there to compare with, but that was a lot of fun, especially the off-road track. That was a ball. Took a... Uh, F-150 four-wheel drive, uh, nothing fancy, just, uh, you know, their standard four-wheel drive pickup, and uh, took it around their off-road course, and, I mean, it's pretty intense, especially the uh, side slope. Uh, when you get on a side slope, the, the gauges in the front, you know, in front of the steering wheel there, there's a little LCD panel above the speedometers and all that, speedometer and tachometer that uh, turn into a grade and tilt gauge when you're going up a steep hill or down a steep hill or or if you're going uh, on a side hill and it's got a little red line there and supposedly if you go beyond that you're in danger of tipping over but the engineer I was with uh, said well it'll go a little further than that and we took it right up to that red line and I mean this thing was uncomfortably tilted over (laughs) on the side hill and we went up some really steep hill, and and at the top, uh, right back down, an incredibly steep hill. And they got this thing called uh, descent control. You hit the button, and it uh, manipulates the brakes, and you don't even have to touch the gas. You just get it rolling down the hill, and then you don't touch the gas or the brakes, and the thing goes down at a reasonable speed. You get to the bottom, and you turn that off, and it goes away the the, the normal normal way, and. Uh, also got to go, you know, across a, a rock crawling area, and it's pretty amazing for a stock pickup. That was some pretty uh, gnarly rocks, and uh, we didn't uh, didn't bottom out maybe but once. And you know, I guess they got skid plates in the right places for that sort of operation. I know I wouldn't take my own truck through rocks like that unless I absolutely had to, but uh, it was some fun. I uh, got to drive the. Uh, Let's see, the new Explorer Escape, 
and Fiesta, the 2014 Fiesta, which is all brand new. Have to drive all three of those on an autocross track, which is uh, just a bunch of cones out on a huge parking lot. But uh, you could really get going, especially it, it surprised me with the Explorer. That's a you know fairly sizable SUV. It's not their full size one, but it's the kind of the mid size, maybe a little bigger than mid size SUV. And that thing handled as as well as a car would, I would think. Uh, you know, the Escape. I'd driven those before. Driven the Escape out in uh, in San Francisco, and uh, got about 200 miles on on one of those back uh, before they actually came out. That's you know a capable little vehicle, and of course they had a, a Toyota Rav4 and a Toyota Highlander there for comparison. So you know, took those around the, uh, the autocross track also just to compare be uh, completely honest with you i didn't notice a heck of a lot of difference but we didn't spend enough time in in any one of them to really get a good feel for them but it it was kind of neat definitely uh they got their handling figured out the most fun i think was the uh little uh fiesta the they redesigned it well actually they probably didn't redesign it They, they just brought the european version over here instead of making a different version for the states and uh, that was fun because it had the uh, manual transmission, and uh, that's just a nimble little car. Uh, I, you know, got it around the track pretty good order. It took about two, three laps with that, and then uh, took it out on the road and, and uh, I don't know, drove about 20 or 30 miles just uh, you know, around Detroit there. They had a little course set up. And, around uh, not not Detroit necessarily uh, Dearborn which is a suburb of Detroit and that was uh, interesting got to drive the uh, fusion plug-in hybrid and uh, got to drive that on the low speed track they call it's about a two and a half mile uh, circle track kind of like a NASCAR track but uh, of course a little more tame (laughs) and then uh, what was funny about that is they got a high-speed track that kind of goes inside the slow-speed track, and engineers were out on the high-speed track running stuff around and saw a bunch of vehicles uh, all painted weird camouflage with uh, panels covering up certain areas of the vehicle. And so there's some testing of, of prototype vehicles out there that was kind of interesting to watch as you were either waiting to drive or driving on the slow-speed track. Slow speed being 45 or so. But uh, I went around that track, uh, I want to say, four times. And I don't think the engine ever started on that uh, Fusion. You couldn't hardly tell because we had the air conditioning cranked. And and uh, so the noise level was, you know, the air conditioning was making noise. It was kind of a hot day. The other thing that was kind of neat is they had a heavy-duty truck out there. I think it was an F650 or something like that. And the guy was running around there doing probably about 65, 70. And uh, must be doing a uh, mileage run or something. But it was uh, just uh, just the cabin chassis. It wasn't, uh, there's no box on it or flatbed or anything like that. It would be, you know, some vehicle like you would, you know, put a, a big box on or, uh, or maybe... Uh, flatbed or or uh 
you know, like a U-Haul truck or something, but it didn't have a box on it or anything. But uh, he was going around, 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 and uh, that was kind of neat to see. And of course, got to see some of the other upcoming vehicles. The one I was most interested in is the uh, Ford Transit vans. Ford is uh, doing away with their uh, E-Series van after 2014. So I guess they're going to make them one more year, and the new Transit van that's going to replace it is coming out sometime in 2014. So there'll be a crossover year where you can either get the E-Series, you know, the traditional vans that you're used to, and or these new European-style vans. Uh, kind of look like a Dodge Sprinter or a Freightliner Sprinter or Mercedes Sprinter. They're all the same thing. But kind of look like a Sprinter, only I think, you know, they look a little better. And, and Ford, of course, puts their uh, face on it, uh, the grill and headlights and whatnot that, you know, everything else that they're making these days has. And uh, that was kind of uh, cool to see that up close. Got to get in, sit down, look at it, uh, see how much room is in it. They make them in three lengths. Like, uh, you know, the, the wheelbases, three different wheelbases or two different wheelbases and three different body lengths plus three different heights. You can have, you know, just the standard height, the medium height, and the extra tall. And the extra tall, it's got about seven and a half foot on the inside. So if you're standing in there and you're six foot tall, you still got lots of headroom. Uh, but that would be really handy for the courier business, thinking... Uh, you know, in the future, it might be uh, worth having. Of course, Sprinters, it's been kind of the the uh, standard bearer for that sort of work. And uh, they're still making those, Mercedes. And then Dodge is coming out with one called the ProMaster. Ram, I guess, now, their truck division. But they're coming out with a, a, a big van like that called the ProMaster, which is a revamped uh, Fiat van from, uh, I guess, from Italy, but from Europe at least. And, the weird thing about that one is it's front-wheel drive, and uh, I don't know how that'll hold up. But, well, I mean, they've been using them over over in Europe for a long time, and they probably all hold up just fine, but be interesting to see. One thing about that Dodge, though, is it is ugly. I mean, ugly. The front end is hideous, but the capacities and the, and the uh, you know the specs that they come out with still looks pretty uh, uh, handy, I guess, would be the thing. But I, I like the looks of the Ford better, and, and you know, I'm kind of leaning that direction if I'm going to go with something like that at some point in my uh, courier business. But who knows? Uh, right now I'm sporting the uh, Chrysler minivan, and it's doing the, it's doing the job. Uh, still have the Subaru. Haven't... Uh, haven't used it a whole lot for the courier business because the van gets just about the same fuel mileage and it's more comfortable you know, and it's quieter. <laughs> and Subaru is awesome in the winter. I, I can't disparage it at all. And it gets good mileage and, of course, it's four-wheel drive. And, you know, it's got more creature comforts than this van does. Uh, you know, just uh, just has, you know, more luxury to it you know it's got heated seats another winter thing and it's got uh, you know remote keyless entry this doesn't uh yeah it's just just a little bit well more 
well put together. Well, that isn't the right term, is it? Uh, it's better built. It feels better built than this van. Uh, this van doesn't feel bad. And uh, certainly th these things are cheap enough because there's eight gazillion of them out there. So, <laughs> you know, the parts for this are going to be a whole lot cheaper than the parts for the Subaru. The only thing is I'll probably need more parts. But so far, knock on wood, it's been good. And uh, I don't think I've mentioned this. Maybe I have, but uh, one of the one of my co-workers that owns a, a similar van, his is a 99 model. Mine's a 2006, but they look pretty much the same on the outside. His is a little different on the inside. They redesigned the dash, plus his is a more uh, deluxe version, so it has some more creature comforts. But uh, he's got little over 400,000 miles on it. And they always told me that the transmissions are the weak point of these vehicles. So, you know, I've been prepared for the transmission to go out at some point. And, uh, of course, I haven't driven it long enough. Uh, had 120 on it when I got it. And I do believe the transmission was changed once already. And probably they put the upgraded better one in it. Or at least hopefully they did. So hopefully I won't have to worry about that, but I am prepared. Uh, transmissions for these are not nearly as expensive as, say, for the Subaru or a Toyota or whatever, some vehicles that don't normally lose transmissions. <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, this guy Brad, he's got, like I said, over 400000 on his 99 model caravan and... Uh, He's got the original transmission and the original engine. He's had other things. You know, of course, he's put alternators and like he had to put a steering rack in it. He's done the brakes and, you know, done a drive shaft or two and, you know, just, just the normal wear items. Uh, but uh, it's still, uh, this is still going. Every spring he uh, breaks out the great stuff foam and some uh, white paint and <laughs> fills in the rust holes and paints everything white so from 20 feet away it looks pretty good which is all that matters uh, like I said it's a work vehicle same as mine you know I, I look at it as a work vehicle and it uh, doesn't bother me now, my GPS is complaining because I'm taking a shortcut that it doesn't like but uh, those of you who uh, live around Northwest Michigan know that to get to Gaylord, uh, it's a whole lot uh, closer if you take Alba Highway instead of uh, Michigan 32, which is what all the GPSs will want you to do. So I just turned on Alba Highway, and it's trying to get me back to uh, US 31. So see, this guy just blew through this four-way stop sign ahead of me like it wasn't even there. He didn't even see it. Oh, well, it's a four-way stop sign. Nobody was waiting, but still. I'm in the uh, thriving metropolis of Mansalona, or as we affectionately call it around here, Manseltucky. <laughs> Jeez, what is it with this turn, turn, turn? It doesn't, GPS doesn't usually complain that, that much. Oh, I know what it, I know what I did. <laughs> I am wrong. Oh, well, this will work. I uh, took a... Uh, I didn't take Alba Highway. I took uh, County Road 38, or 30, I don't know what it is. But uh, it'll get me there. Just uh, 
It's a little off the beaten path. This actually goes up past the uh, weather service station in uh, Gaylord, or south of Gaylord, up on a big hill. And, uh, it's probably five miles longer going this way, but it's all right. What I'm uh, delivering doesn't uh, isn't uh, super time critical, which is good. Actually delivering a piece of medical equipment to a campground up there, the uh, state park in St. Ignace, Michigan. Uh, apparently a tourist who relies on a, a piece of medical equipment, not a, not urgently relies on it. So it's not, like I said, like, like I said it's not time sensitive because, you know, as long as it's sometime today. But uh, anyway, his piece of equipment malfunctioned in uh, the replacement uh, we had in our warehouse. So, heading up there to uh, replace his machine. And uh, that'll uh, keep him going, I guess. But So, yeah, I guess my GPS was correct. I didn't turn down the right road, but <laughs> that's okay. Lots of ways to uh, get there. Where was I? I guess we are talking about vehicles. I always like to talk about vehicles. It's, it seems to be a, a topic that comes up a lot. I spend a lot of time in them, as you know. And uh, I spend a lot of time uh, thinking about them and, and, and all that. Jeez. And it's really easy to go over the speed limit on this road. For a two-lane county highway, it's, it's a pretty good two-lane county highway. Slowed it down, put the cruise control on. That's what I get for uh, yakking and driving, I guess. But uh, this is kind of hands-free, so it's not not like I'm looking down at stuff and all that. But uh, obviously got a little distracted. So let's see, what else has been uh, going on? I've been working fairly steady. Uh, been, of course, doing a lot of traveling, <laughs> at least around the state, which has uh, it's been nice that the uh, summer so far has been a little on the mild side. It hasn't been uh, super hot. It's got a fair amount of rain in the spring, although uh, last month didn't get a ton up here. Downstate has gotten uh, drowned pretty good, but uh, around the Detroit area. I've been in Detroit now uh, four times in the last couple of months. Uh, one time on purpose, or two times on purpose, and two times for uh, work. <laughs> I guess the Ford trip would be considered for work, too, I, I suppose. Uh, I guess that'd be my uh, Geek News Central work. I should have a blog post over there at some point about the Ford trip, although Todd went also. Uh, it's uh, Todd Cochran from Geek News Central, and uh, he also went, and I think he's going to put up a video. I don't know. He brought all his GoPros, and I think he uh, outfitted some of the vehicles with GoPro cameras when he was driving, and that's what I need to get. That's what I should get to GoPro. And a good mount for my uh, video blog, my vlog, <laughs> my YouTube channel. 
I have been posting over there. Uh, I haven't done an audio podcast, but I've done uh, six or so video posts. I always put them at MikeDell.com, but uh, you can also find them at my video channel. Uh, it's YouTube.com slash users slash MGDell. And I think just YouTube.com slash MGDell. I don't know. MGDell is the channel. Can uh, go check that out. I've been posting little five, ten minute uh, videos, uh, mostly from the car. Uh, today I'm gonna I'm gonna record the, another one today uh, later on as I'm crossing the Mackinac Bridge. Of course, I did one. The last one was crossing the Mackinac Bridge also, but uh, I'm gonna do another one crossing the Mackinac Bridge using a different camera setup, and I'm gonna use this microphone. So I brought my uh, Kodak ZI8 and it's got a microphone input and I got my windshield mount so I'm going to see if I can get that framed up and it'll be a little better because when I use my phone I use the front facing camera on the phone and I use the microphone in the phone instead of an external microphone and I got to hold the camera up with my hand well, this way I won't have to hold the camera it'll be on the windshield and it should eliminate what I call lip flap. It seems the uh, ZI8, or not the ZI8, but the uh, Android phone using the webcam or the front camera doesn't sync the audio perfectly. I don't know if it's it's just the camera, the software, or is it uh, or or it's uh, Premiere when I import that. Maybe the frame rate's off or something, but. Uh, Right at the beginning, it's the lip sync is okay, and then uh, you get a little further into it, and it starts to get off kilter, and it kind of looks weird. But uh, I'm gonna see if the ZI8 uh, works better for that, and it should be a little bit better video. Although looking at me driving down the road probably isn't the most exciting thing in the world, but uh, I find it uh, handy, you know, especially with my phone. I just pull it out, hit the button, and go. I don't have to set up any equipment and all that, so it makes it more likely that I'll actually do something. I seem to have this problem with taking unplanned hiatuses from podcasting, and I don't particularly know why. I really do enjoy doing it, or maybe it is I enjoy having it done, but uh, for some reason I just don't get started. I haven't recorded in the studio in the basement in quite a while. I'm all ready to go on that. Uh, I'm to get Geek of the North going uh, as a true weekly podcast. I've been fiddling around with that for three years, and I think I'm up to, what, 46 episodes or something, so my average of of uh, weekly isn't uh, quite working out, but it is in the, in the back burner. <laughs> you know me. Procrastinate, procrastinate. Oops, I just accidentally hit the off button there for a second. <laughs> this has got an on-off switch on the microphone. I wish it would start and stop the recorder. Then that way I could just hit off and then when I wanted to record again, i just click it back on, but uh, it doesn't quite work that way. This microphone seems a little more directional. Uh, still talking geeky stuff. It seems a little more directional than uh, the... Uh, uh, what are they, Behringer 
XM8500s that I normally use, which is basically a Shure SM58 clone. Although they're a lot cheaper. I, I think they, last I saw they were 15 bucks or something for those. But they, they'd be great stage mics. And they're not shabby uh, for normal like interview mics, like what I'm using now. This uh, ATR or whatever. I wish I... Autotechnica, I believe. Uh, Mike, I wish this was uh, just a little bit uh, less picky with the mic placement. Because like I said, I'll, I'll talk along here and I'll move it away. But I'm, it's only like 45 degrees out and uh, I can just hear it uh, cut right back. So if you hear that, that's just me not uh, holding the mic right. What is it? This is an open road here. Back to complaining about traffic. It's an open road here. There's nothing going on. There's no. There's two cars. Me and another car. And another car in front of me wants to go 48 miles an hour. In a road that's good for, well, it'd be good for 70, but, uh, you know, 55 is the speed limit. <laughs> be nice if they'd go at least the speed limit. Oh well, it's the way it goes. So anyway, I'm going to pause this. You won't notice it, but uh, I'm going to pause this and uh, pick it up a little later down the road. Or maybe back in the studio. And it's a couple days later and I'm in the studio. You probably noticed the difference in audio quality. Anyway, it's been an interesting uh, couple of days. Uh, I made the trip back south uh, from... St. Ignis, uh, no problems, and uh, yesterday, kind of had a lazy day, it's the 4th of July, and uh, then we went to a uh, Beach Bums game, Beach Bums are a minor league baseball team here in Traverse City, and went there with a bunch of friends and family, uh, Jim Farley and, and a bunch of his family was there, were there, hmm. was, were, anyway. And uh, my sister and uh, nephew and some friends from her work and my mom, my dad, grandma, uh, aunt and uncle. And uh, we watched the beach bums get beat by the uh, River City Rascals. I don't know where that's from, uh, River City. I'm trying to think of who that might be or where they're at. I'll have to look that up. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a late, late deal. Uh, went 11 innings, and uh, the Beach Bums lost by two. The score was 5-7 to seven or something in the end. But uh, it was an interesting game. And then they had a really nice fireworks display, but we didn't get home until uh, almost 1 o'clock in the morning. So I slept in a little bit this morning. Uh, didn't get out of bed till almost 10. That's uh, unheard of. Anyway, it's the 5th of July, and uh, a buddy of mine lives here in town. Uh, you've probably, well, I played his music before, Kevin Reeves. Anyway, he uh, is uh, working on a new album, and he's uh, dropping some singles. And he dropped one uh, called Broken Hearted Man, and I haven't asked him yet to, if I can play it on the podcast, but I'm pretty sure he'll let me. So I won't release this until he uh, gets back to me on that, but... Uh, Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play that for you. Uh, 
Kevin uh, was very popular back uh, in the beginning of podcasting when the Podsafe Music Network come out and the Podsafe Revolution, and he had, I don't know, I'd call them uh, hits in the podcasting world. And uh, anyway, he's coming out with his second album. Uh, I think the new album's called Headspace. And I uh, don't know when that the whole album's going to drop, but uh, he's got... Uh, got this uh, this single that just dropped the other day it's called uh, like i said broken hearted man i hate how it's turning out i feel like i'm burning out and all my dreams fade in decay feel like i'm crawling out of a world that is falling out
Digitalmedia.com is the digital media interface for everyone. Consumers, find great content and create a single RSS feed for all your favorite shows. Creators, post your show and get comprehensive stats and easy-to-read reports. Advertisers, access new markets via hundreds of available content channels that reach across all demographics. The Blueberry Network, online at BlueberryNoEase.com. And of course, like I said at the beginning, that is Kevin Reeves from his new album, Headspace, Broken Hearted Man. And I hope to have Kevin on the podcast here. We, we keep saying that, we keep planning it, and it just never comes together. But one of these days I'll get him in the studio here and we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Maybe when he uh, releases another single or his whole album comes out, I'll, uh, I'll get him on here. <laughs> but since I'm not... Generally, a music-related podcast that uh, may be of limited value to him, but, uh, you know, whatever. Should be good. Uh, hopefully uh, hopefully it sells well. And uh, I'll have a link, of course, in the show notes to where you can pick that up for 99 cents at just about everywhere. I think he's on CD Baby, Amazon, uh, iTunes, and uh, oh, maybe a couple other places for all I know <laughs> I got to look. Uh, I, I picked it up on uh, Amazon MP3 since uh, I'm an Android user, and uh, that just seems to be the easiest way to uh, to get it. Uh, either that or I think it might be on Google Play even. If it isn't, I'll help him get it on there. So let's see. Not too much else to add here. I think I've gone uh, long enough. I think the uh, original... Uh, Recording there from the road was around 30 minutes, and uh, I'm just about uh, nine minutes into it here. We don't have any sponsors uh, right now. Um, as I mentioned before in the podcast, I think uh, I am doing a vlog, video log, or video blog, or whatever you want to call it, a vlog. <laughs> That's on my YouTube channel, but uh, also uh, embedded there on uh, MikeDell.com, so don't want to miss those, go over and subscribe on the YouTube channel. I'm going to have uh, some video from Ford uh, last week. Uh, of course, I talked about that. I'm going to have uh, some video clips from that and a little bit of uh, commentary by yours truly from the test track. And uh, that should be about it. I, I do plan on doing a Geek of the North at some point soon. And I uh, would really like to get that going weekly. Like I said, I think I covered all that in the other recording. It's kind of hard. A couple of days ago, I recorded that and <laughs> never quite got back to it. But anyway, until next time, catch me later.